At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That could make a Wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's our number two of the Greg Peterson experience here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and we've got a tremendous hour for you. And I would like to welcome in anyone that is listening on Sports Map Radio. VSIN can now be heard on Sports Map Radio and all the great Sports Map affiliates across the country, much like. 7.30 Sports Map Radio out in Memphis, Tennessee. You're listening live to some of the best sports betting information that you're going to get from the capital of the world out here in lovely Las Vegas. So welcome into the Greg Peters experience and the VEASAN family. And here in this hour, we're going to be talking with Andy De- Anthony DeBundo, who does great work over at Action Network, along with Justin Perry, who does tremendous work over at Shot Quality Bets. They're going to be joining me, taking a look at this week's wild card round in the NFL playoffs, and we're going to get some college basketball picks from them as well, and we're going to be talking a lot of college basketball in this hour. We've got a nice Thursday of action. Honestly, a little bit smaller of a Thursday card than normal. We've got more around 50-plus games typically. These cards get to like 80 on a Thursday, but still, we've got some rather good action. My DK Nation write-ups have been a little bit cold recently. They are so hot and cold. Those of you guys that follow me, it's like when you pair up a, like, eight-game win streak with a six-game losing streak. You go 14-3 and three for two and a half weeks, and then it's like two and eight, and man, it's just, it's volatile to say the least. So we're going to look to get back online here with this one as we're going to be taking a look there. But first things first, we've also got to give a shout-out to all the hard-working people behind the scenes here on the Greg Peterson Experience because the show says the Greg Peterson Experience, but here at VEASAN, we've got the best team around as it is my producer, Jason Kahn, that sets up all these great interviews and somehow, someway, keeps me online, which that is not an easy task. He does so with a smile as well, so we always do appreciate that. Those of you guys that are watching on YouTube TV, VEASAN.com, list goes on and on anywhere that you get video. All of you guys watching with regards to graphics, that is done by our good friend Nick. Everyone that is listening on SportsMap Radio, Visa.com, you're able to go down the list. Taylor is the man that sets up uh, sets us up on audio, and then you're able to catch all the hours of the Greg Peterson experience wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, list goes on and on in podcast form, and you're able to do that for the entirety of the VEASAN network, whether you like Follow the Money, VEASAN Prime Time, you're able to go down the list of your favorite shows. All these hours are available to you on VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get the VEASAN Best Bets feed, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, 
list goes on and on. Sean is our man in charge of that. So a big thanks to all of them. They do absolutely tremendous work and got to pay it off by trying to find a winner here on this Thursday college basketball card. And we're going to be going to something that has been very reliable in recent years with a total of this team. It's 837, 838 on the board. Gonzaga hits the road to face off against BYU. BYU is an underdog between six and a half and seven points in your total. Same between 151 and 152 and a half. Not shocking that this is one up from the opener of 150. I was seeing very early openers of 149. And well, not surprised that this thing has went way up. And I still like it here. I set my total at 155. So even at a 151, 152, you still have good value on the over, in my opinion. And it's really two teams that are going in opposite directions with the way that they have been playing. This Gonzaga team has been a rocket ship as they have been able to get to at least 77 points and now each out of their last eight games ranking 11th of the country in terms of offensive efficiency. That's merely just the amount of points scored on a per-possession basis. It's a fancy term for it, but that said, they've been able to do a tremendous job with that regard. Meanwhile, you've got a BYU Cougars team that they started out the year allowing 70-plus points in eight out of their first 11 games. They've had a little bit of a tough time guarding the arc overall, ranking 163rd in the country in terms of opponent's three-point shooting percentage. But that said, they come in in very good form with regards to their defense as they are currently on a run where they have allowed 66 points or fewer in each of their past eight games as well. So it's a good old situation of something's got to give. But if history... If history shows us anything, it is the fact that Gonzaga is going to be able to get their styles. They have scored at least 78 points in every one of the games that they played against BYU since the calendar year turned to 2019. So that would be nine matchups in total. They have gotten to 78 in every single one of them. And Gonzaga, I, even though they're down this year, this is not going to be the same Gonzaga teams that we've seen getting the one seeds time and time again. The offense is still there with them as they've got Drew Timmy. He's right now registering right around 22 points per game. The most dominant offensive big man in all of college basketball. Not big man, offensive big man, because that KD is so much better on the defensive side of things, being able to hit the glass. But Drew Timmy, in terms of his offense, he is absolutely tremendous for this Gonzaga team. And I mentioned it with BYU, the fact that they're having a little bit of a tough time guarding the three-point arc. Well, now they have to match up with Rajir Bolton along Julian Strother. These two guys, they've been able to combine for a little bit over 25 points. You're getting both guys shooting above 41.5% from three. Bolton has been able to shoot about 42% from distance. Strother, 43%. And Strother strips in there about seven and a half rebounds per game as well. And Nolan Ekman has not been turning the ball over as much. He's done a rock-solid job with right around 1.8 or 1.6 turnovers a game. I will say he probably cost his team the game against Baylor a month, month and a half or so ago, but still he's been able to do a good job. And then you've got Malachi Smith giving this team eight points right around three and a half boards, and he is now shooting 50% from three-point range. For BYU, it's all about cutting down on the turnovers. BYU is currently, in terms of turnovers on a per-possession basis, number 340 out of 363 D1 teams. Fortunately, they go up against a Gonzaga team that's outside the top 175 in terms of turnovers forced on a per-possession basis on defense. And BYU's been able to clean up some of the turnovers a little bit. And the bigger reason why is that they're taking the ball out of the hands of Rudy Williams a little bit more. A gentleman that comes in for Coastal Carolina has been able to average 12 points three assists per game, but taking him off the ball is probably going to do him some favors. Last year at Coastal Carolina, shot over 44.5% from three in this season. For every three assists that he gets, he's turning the ball over 3.2 times per game. That is far from terrific. So they've been having Dallin Hall dole out the ball a little bit more, and that's been going better for this team. Only about six and a half points per game. He's more of a passer. 3.5 assists, so 1.8 turnovers per game. You've got Spencer Johnson, who's been able to do a rock-solid job whenever he's been out there, but he has been dealing with ailments. For this BYU team, that has caused them to throttle down just a little bit. He has now seen action in the last few games, and he's come back, and he's looked relatively okay in his four games ever since coming back into the fold. He's been right towards his averages, right around 10 points per game, shooting 60% from three in this four-game stretch. As you can imagine, this is probably going to be going downward a little bit, but he's been a good job. He's been a good cog for the team, as well as a 6'5", a little bit of a combo player. And then you do have Download Fusani Trayer. He's been able to generate for BYU 13 points, 8 rebounds per game. It's a Gonzaga team that has won just 4-11-1 against the spread. I think that this is a good spot for them. They have pretty much taken the lunch bunny of BYU ever since they have been in the WCC. 
the BYU Cougars had that nice triumph when Gonzaga had that undefeated regular season during the 2016-17 season going. BYU was able to wreck that, but ever since then, it has been relatively rough sledding for BYU. I did set Gonzaga as a nine-point favorite, so between six and a half and seven, one lay up my right up here is going to be on the total, and it is going to be on the total over as I think this is good all the way up to 155. How about if we go back out to the East Coast? Because we just took a look at a West Coast game, so we got to try to go a little bit closer to, well, what is going to be some of the earlier tip-offs that we're going to be seeing on this college basketball Thursday. And how about if we go with a team that has been struggling a little bit recently? 805-806 on the betting board. James Madison is on the road facing off against South Alabama. South Alabama between a three-and-a-half-point uh, three home underdog. Toronto's game, we're seeing it tick upward. This opened up at 139.5. Now it's between... 140 and seeing as high as a 141 and a half and for James Madison with Vado Morris either limited or out of the fold the offense has taken a little bit of a step back and scored fewer than 70 points and now four of their last five games and this for a James Madison team that all season long they have been playing with their hair on fire they're currently number six in all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game but last three games with Morris either out or limited six possessions fewer per game than their season average of 77.4 so that is something that is worth taking note of. And now they go up against a South Alabama team that if there was an animal other than their normal mascot of the Jaguars, it should be a tortoise. 274th in all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. And they're starting to slow it down even further as well. So that's just absolutely terrific as Kevin Samuel, he comes in from both TCU and Florida Gulf Coast to be able to get this team two and a half blocks per game. Shoots about 40% at the free throw line. You don't want to be trusting him there, but it's done a good job being able to give this team a double figure amount of points with James Madison, though, even though they do have Vado Morse out of the fold and it has been hurting them quite a bit, this is still a team that, even if Morse does not play in this game, I think that he's a little bit questionable. I'm sort of counting on him being out of the fold. You still have a lot of guys that are able to generate offense for this team as you still have essentially six other guys that give you between 8.5 and 11.5 points per game. And if you want to extend it a little bit more, you've got six different guys that give you at least six and a half points per game. It's a very well-rounded team that their lifeblood is being able to generate steals. They get right around temper contests. Do have a South Alabama team that they only turn the ball over right around 10 times per game. They're very good in terms of that discipline. With that said, for South Alabama in tight game, hard to trust in them at the free throw line. They're shooting about 67.5% at the free throw line. They do have Isaiah Moore. He comes in from non-D1 Franklin Pierce, and he has done a great job making the leap up to the D1 level. 17.5 points, 4.5 assists per game, but Shoots 11% from three-point range. It's a South Alabama team as a whole. They're in the bottom 75 in terms of three-point shooting percentage. And I do think that James Madison could be able to get back online here. It is a South Alabama team that they've had a very tough time, despite having Kevin Samuel being able to get second chances. James Madison, they're going to be able to take advantage of that. I did set James Madison as a four-point favorite, though. We have been seeing it with James Madison. They have been throttling down their offense a little bit more, and I do think that there is something to it. With now getting between about a 140 and a half to a 141 and a half, I'm going to be willing to dive under. I'm James Madison. After losing to Appalachian State and Texas State, I think that they're going to get that bad taste in their mouth. Made James Madison the four-point favorite. I think that they win slash cover the three to three and a half. And coming up next, we are going to be taking a look at a little NFL. It's Anthony DeMundo. He does great work at Action Network. And Justin Perry, he does amazing work at Shot Quality Bets. As you can help by Shot Quality Bets. Also going to be talking some basketball some college basketball with them and that's coming up on the flip side here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And We've also got a little bit of something to inform you about as Bet Rivers, they are bringing in the new year for you in the best way. Be sure to check them out because they've got the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a fan of football, basketball, hockey, they've got everything covered. Join us every week for the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more as it is a whole new game. And we are now being joined by Justin Perry, who does great work over at Shock Quality Bets. And Anthony DeBundo does amazing work over at Action Network. Gentlemen, always great to have you aboard. And for those that are watching on vcin.com or wherever you are able to get a video stream of vcin, we've got a new nice little background for Justin Perry tonight. So great to see that and great to see all that we've got in terms of this NFL playoff action. And I will lead off with you, Justin, in terms of the Vikings versus Giants game because this one is, in my opinion, one that's a little bit hard to handicap. With the Vikings being a three-point favorite, Jaws game is between 48 to 48 and a half, and this is a game that the last time they met up, which was very recently, a few weeks ago, it landed on three. The Giants, they really controlled that game. If you look at the just normal stats, aside from the end-all stat of the final score, how do you view this game? Because the Vikings, they just have this uncanny way of being able to win by three, so... At two and a half, I think that I would have a little bit of a lean there. Meanwhile, at three and a half, it would certainly be a buy point on the Giants. Yeah, I, look, I definitely wouldn't be shocked with a push on this game. Uh, but my take is just that this is going to be one that comes down to how each team controls the pace. So I think that the... Sorry, my cat is jumping all over my <laughs> table. Apologize. Um, but... So I think that the Vikings want to go quick, right? That's just the the basics of how they play. They want to score quick, big plays, bust it open, try to get a lot of points on the board. The Giants are going to want to slow this down. A lot of the recent Giant games have been going under. I don't really see that as being, uh, you know, how this is going to go. But I do think that the Giants are going to have a better chance to play their style maybe and disrupt how we see, you know, Kirk Cousins tries to just go to Justin Jefferson. We've seen a little bit of how you can stop that and then maybe slow down this offense. So I do lean taking the points. I think it should be a great game, maybe one of the best of the weekend. And Anthony, I think that you've got a little bit of a lean on this game between the Giants and the Vikings. And I mean, the more that I look at it, the more that I think if I just take the three right now with the Giants, at minimum, I'm going to get a push because I just foresee this being a three-point game. Yeah, I think Tom, I was listening earlier when Tom Casale was on. He said you're more likely to see Bigfoot walk across your front yard than <laughs> see somebody bet the Vikings in this game, at least on, on you know in the sports betting media space. And I will be joining the world on the Giants plus three. You know, everybody's talked about how fortunate the Vikings have been and how they win all these close games. Everybody knows that. But it's not as if Minnesota's been covering spreads. They've been a very bad favorite the last month and a half of the season. The only cover they've had uh, came against the Jets in the last month and a half prior to Sunday's against Nathan Peterman. So, you know, they're 2-6, they're and six, their last eight against the spread. Uh, and the cover against the Jets came down to multiple goal line stands in the final minutes of that game. So Minnesota, the market is down on them, and they've been failing to beat those perceptions. And their defense is extremely soft. Daniel Jones much better against zone coverage than he is against man coverage. That's a major key. Also, they're going to be able to run the ball in Minnesota, whereas the biggest weakness for the Giants has been their run defense this year. They, you can run on 
the Giants' defense. Their secondary is getting healthier, and Minnesota's still a bottom-five run offense by success rate EPA per play. They're just not a very good run team. So it's going to be a lot of Kirk trying to make things happen in the secondary, and I think he'll have success. But again, the Giants have the better offense in this matchup, and they have a slightly better defense. So where's the, you know, I, I have these team two teams even. Add some, you know, two points for home field for Minnesota. I'm willing to take the three on the Giants. Yep, with the New York Giants, it's just the more I look at it, the more I think, well, there's a chance that the Giants win this game, but if the Vikings win, it's going to be by three points because that is what they have done all year long. It's been absolutely incredible to take a look at and something else that has been incredible to take a look at is the Seattle Seahawks, a team that towards the beginning part of the season, they were a top three, top four team, depending upon where you're shopping for odds to have the worst record in the NFL. Here they are in the playoffs, but a team that has really had their number, that would be the San Francisco 49ers. And this was a number that about 48 hours ago was at 10. Now we've seen it go down to nine and a half with the 49ers being the favorite. Justin, the only thing that really has me having a little bit of pause in this game is the old narrative of it's tough to knock off a team three times that the San Francisco 49ers have already utilized all three quarterbacks against the Seahawks because the game that Trey Lance got hurt was against the Seattle Seahawks. And, uh, it just feels like the Seattle Seahawks are completely outgunned in this game. Yeah, I mean, does that maybe dispel that old uh, tale of, of not being able to go three times because they've essentially been three different teams in, in and not necessarily the different offense, but a different look, different quarterback, different tendencies. I am laying it. I'm taking the nine and a half. I like getting under 10 here. And I'll tell you why. I just think that what we've seen out of the San Francisco 49ers in the last five, six weeks has been some of the best football uh, that we've seen in the season from them, for sure, uh, maybe in the NFL. Uh, so I'm really excited to just see how they do. This is what they've been waiting for to put together this talent on the field. George Kittle, what, has like seven touchdowns in his last four games or something. They are just utilizing their talent properly. McCaffrey churns the chains. He just gets it done, and they are a reliable offense. Ayuk as well. I mean, it, it's it's going to be a, a pretty big task for Seattle, especially if Kenneth Walker's a little bit banged up. We saw he was a limited participant, definitely saving his legs. But we saw, uh, you know, a little bit of DJ Dallas in that uh, in the Jets game. I think it was the Jets game. I don't remember which game it was, but yeah, I think it was in Seattle. We saw a lot of him. So there's going to be some interesting play with how their running backs look, the health of that team. It looks like if you can just keep DK Metcalf out of it, you can beat them. So I expect San Fran to get it done. Yep. And Geno Smith, it felt like he really regressed towards the back half of the season as well. And for the Baltimore Ravens, the quarterback squad has been regressing for them because, well, they had Lamar Jackson at the beginning of the year. I don't think he's going to be playing in this game. Tyler Hundley is now banged up, so looks like they're probably going to be having Anthony Brown at the quarterback spot, and that's why we've seen a big, giant move on this game. We saw the Cincinnati Bengals open up in a lot of spots between about a 6, 6.5. This went up to 7. Now it's up to 8.5 with the total cratering down to 40.5. What do you saying on this one, Anthony? Because I do think that it's a, such an interesting ordeal, and if you're betting on the Ravens, I think that at this point, you're probably betting on their defense and the fact that John Harbaugh is a really good coach. Yeah, I do like the under here. You know, for all the talk about Cincinnati, I, I think I'm a little bit lower on the market or than the market on the Bengals. You know, this offense is still outside the top 10 in the most basic stat there is, yards per play. And this offense has had major problems against this Ravens defense. Mike McDonald's done a great job scheming up ways to get pressure and, and not putting as much pressure on the corners like Wink Martindale was doing last season against the Bengals when uh, they were really shorthanded in the secondary. And everybody's talked about Roquan Smith and what a difference he's made, but they are a top five defense by DVOA and EPA for play since Smith became a Raven. The Bengals' offensive regression has started with the running game, and it didn't just start a few weeks ago. They really struggled on offense, uh, yards per play perspective, the last few weeks. But the offensive struggles started – with the inability to run the ball, the run game, it looked like in the middle of the season that Cincinnati was really figuring it out. They had figured out how to be more multiple in the run game, how to use shotgun runs, under center runs, being versatile. They have regressed in the running game, and it has hurt the passing game as well. And, of course, the offensive line injuries, too, on the right side. I think there's going to be problems for Burrow here. I like the under, 40.5, 41.5. I wouldn't play it below 40. 
but I think this is going to be a very conservative approach from the Ravens. I'm not totally ruling out the idea that Lamar will make an appearance on Sunday or that they'll go to Tyler Huntley. But either way, it's going to be a compromised Lamar if he does go. It's going to be a, a limited Huntley if he goes. It's going to be a very run-heavy approach uh, for this Raven offense and a very slow-paced style. So I love the under in this matchup. It's probably my second favorite bet of the weekend. And Justin, I know that you're on an under as well, and it involves Tom Brady. You've got the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a total that currently we're finding at 45.5 with the Cowboys being a 2.5-point favorite. This is one that I've had a tough time taking a look at the side at, but that said, I don't blame me on this total with the way that the Buccaneers have not been able to generate a lot of offense really all season long. Well, yeah, I'm on the under on the uh, Ravens, too. Um, but this one's really interesting because, you know, we expect high-scoring games, but when Dallas leaves uh, home field, it doesn't happen as much, and it takes, like, three Mike Evans bombs for the for the Bucks to look like they can score. So I don't think that's going to happen uh, with the cornerbacks that the uh, Buccaneers have. Uh, so, or sorry, that the Cowboys have. Sorry, getting a little rushed. But, yeah, no, this is a good spot for the under. People think these are going to be elite offenses. It's probably going to be a grinded-out game, like winner by three, probably come in closer to 39 than 45, is my opinion. So I'm, I'm definitely going under on the uh, Cowboys and Bucks as well. Yep, I don't blame you there with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The defense has honestly been relatively good for them. The offense been leaving quite a bit of something to be desired. These two gentlemen never leave anything to be desired, though, as Justin Perry does great work at Chalk Quality Bets. Anthony DeBundo over at Action Network. And coming up next, we go from the gridiron over to the hardwood as we talk some college basketball for Thursday with them right here on the Great Peters Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be rejoined by Anthony DeBundo, who does great work over at Action Network. And likewise for Justin Perry, who does amazing work over at Shock Quality Bets. Gentlemen, we dove into some NFL in the last segment. Let's take a look at the college basketball card that we're going to be getting for this Thursday. And Anthony, I will lead off with you since we've seen a little bit of line movement in this game. Hopefully this game goes a little bit better than the game that some of you guys had on the West Coast on Wednesday. If you had UC San Diego, boy, oh boy, I'll pour one out for you when I get off air because that was, boy, not good to say the least. But that said, we're going to hope for a little bit of better luck here because with USC, they opened up a two and a half point favorite here against Colorado. We've seen this tick up to three and a half with a total remaining stagnant at 141 and a half. What do you saying on this one, Anthony? Because... At two and a half, I thought you got good value. I personally set my number at four, so three and a half would pretty much be the max I'd be willing to lay on USC. Yeah, I totally agree. I think this is a good bounce back spot for USC. I'm also personally still trying to figure out how uh, San Diego State didn't cover nine and a half for me the other day. Oh, night. gosh. So, or, or nine, rather. I pushed that one. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a good matchup for, for the USC interior defense. Colorado, not a very good perimeter shooting team. They tend to get the ball inside and use their athleticism to get to the rim and, and score on the interior, but it's just really hard to do against this USC defense, which as, as much as they've been up and down this season thus far and, and frustratingly inconsistent in some games, they have been an elite and, uh, interior defense, and they, they kind of hang their hat on blocking and altering shots at the rim. Uh, top 10 per Haslam metrics and near, post, uh, or near proximity attempt field goal rate and uh, top three in, in Ken Palm two-point defense. So it's a very impressive interior defense and, a, and not a great matchup for Colorado, who is coming off of a, a pretty impressive home stretch where they just dominated both of the Oregon schools. So a good classic, you know, sell high, buy low, USC. You're seeing the market move. I wouldn't lay more than three and a half either. Yep, and that's a good point in mentioning the Oregon schools because those Oregon schools struggle when they go to Colorado. Oregon, who has had so much success making a Final Four, they've won in Boulder once since they joined the Pac-12. So that is, I think, very important to point out. And Joshua Morgan averaging more than two and a half blocks per game for USC. I like that. We just mentioned the bad beat of UC San Diego. Well, Mr. Justin, I know that you're looking at us at a game that is involving San Diego. Hopefully this does not involve a bad beat because we saw that with San Diego State. We saw that with UC San Diego. Will the Toreros make it a trifecta for this week as they are playing uh, us Pepperdine 
Pepperdine is a two and a half point underdog. Totals between 156 half and 157 half. Pair of teams that are playing relatively no defense and a pair of teams that have been pretty solid on offense. Where do you stand on this one? Yeah, I'm going to lay it with uh, San Diego. I'm going to hope we avoid the trifecta, honestly, guys. <laughs> I, I think this is a little bit too small of a number. San Diego is playing better ball in the WCC than what we're seeing out of Pepperdine. Uh, I know these teams are like pretty close in terms of like locations, so you're not necessarily going to see too much of you know anything crazy, but... Look, we the shot quality numbers on on San Diego are, are pretty nice. We have them at 77th right now in adjusted shot quality, and you're going to find Pepperdine all the way down at 149th. So we have this a little bit different than some of the models that set the line. So a lot of value there. I like taking these discrepancies and uh, you know playing into the expectations that we have. Uh, San Diego expected to be uh, 10 and six by our metrics instead of six and 10. So a lot of positive regression might be around the corner. Uh, they are definitely playing as though they should have a better record, should have won a few games based on shots taken, might be a solid buy low spot, only laying the two and a half. Yep, I do agree with you there. And I do I do like San Diego myself in this spot, especially with getting back Eric Williams Jr. They've been dealing with quite a few injuries, most likely going to be without Jaden Delaire. But that said, really other than Delaire, Pretty much a full staff San Diego team. And then this is a game that I took a look at a little bit of a different angle a little bit ago, Anthony. But I know you like the side in this one. Gonzaga versus BYU. BYU, about a 6.5 to a 7-point underdog with a total. That is ranging a little bit. Open up at 150. We've seen this stick up to between 151 and 152. Where, what are you taking a look at in terms of Gonzaga versus BYU? Because this feels like a really good bounce back spot for a Gonzaga team that ever since BYU wrecked their undefeated season back in the 2016-17 season, Gonzaga has completely taken it out on the Cougars. Yeah, I think this is a bad matchup for BYU, and, and I don't usually like laying it with you know the big favorites in, in, out West especially and and I think that Gonzaga has generally been overvalued all season long, and I bet against them both games last weekend. But I think we're getting to the point here where they're a little bit cheap, and the matchup is just really favorable for them. BYU has major turnover problems, and their transition defense is pretty mediocre when you look at synergy data. I think that causes major problems for them, given that Gonzaga can turn them over and then run at will at them. And I think that's going to be the biggest difference in this game. I think Gonzaga will be able to turn them over, get out and transition, create a ton of separation. And then I'm, you know, the BYU offense has found some life recently, but again, you know, their inability to shoot from the perimeter, their inability to uh, protect the ball just seems like it's going to be very hard for them to keep up in this game and the Zags run away with it. Yep, and both of these teams just absolutely gun it. Both of these teams in the top 40 in terms of total possessions per game. And I want to talk about a team that guns it. How about Marshall? Marshall is going to be playing us to Southern Miss. Southern Miss, a 7.5 point underdog with a total between 145.5 and 146. Southern Miss is a team that has treated me well all year long. They're 9-5 and five against the spread and won those non-covers against Appalachian State. was a pretty bad beat in and of itself if you had that because I had that. And Justin, I think that you might have had that as well. And I know yeah. you might be going back to the well here on Southern Miss. I like being able to get seven and a half points. They've been rock solid on defense. They've got guys that are able to be very versatile and bomb it from three-point range. I think that this is a little bit of a good by low spot on Southern Miss. Yeah, 30th best defense in the country by expected shot quality. And I think we see it every time they take the court. Marshall's offense is pretty, I guess, well known. They do definitely push it. Uh, they are a top 100 team for sure in offensive metrics. But I just think that Southern Miss is going to be one of the top teams in this conference. And this is one of those games that they're going to come in and really try to win. So getting seven and a half feels way too big. This is one of my favorite plays of the night, actually. So uh, I'm all about it. This is it's going to be pretty interesting. You know, these these teams are probably going to play a pretty messy form of basketball, not going to take like a lot of threes, not going to be a lot of uh, at the rim play. Some some mid range shots might end up happening here. Uh, they don't they don't really. Yeah, it should be really interesting. Both teams do for a little bit of regression by our numbers, but I, I still think that Southern Miss comes out on top. Yep, I do like Southern Miss in this spot as well. And then I take a look at a number that is moving a little bit in the Pac-12. Washington versus Sanford. Washington opened up in a lot of spots, a two-point favorite. I'm seeing some two-and-a-halves and some threes start to circulate. Anthony, I'll throw this at you. I'm not sure if you've got any sort of a play on this one, but I take a look at the Sanford team, and 
I just can't back them on this short of a line. They have all sorts of turnover issues. You've got really none of their top seven scores shooting above 31% from three-point range. Jared Hash should not be employed right now by Stanford. Maybe a different school, but I mean he has completely failed here with Stanford. I just don't understand why this line is currently at two. It's indicating that Stanford is a better team on a neutral court, and I wholeheartedly disagree. Yeah, Stanford's been a tough one for me. The market likes them more than uh, more than I think a lot of people, at least you know, that talk about this stuff. And and the market has moved toward them a lot. I mean, I bet Stanford had a pick them a couple weeks ago against Utah at home. They closed minus three, three and a half, and they were really never in the game until the final minute uh, when they made a late run. Stanford, you know, you could look at some regression metrics and some luck metrics and say, yes, Stanford uh, has been pretty unfortunate at this point in the season. You know, I think Ken Palm might have them all the way down at the bottom of the luck rankings and they have lost some close games, some heartbreakers, uh, Washington, just when you think you're about to buy in on Washington is usually the time to sell Washington, but they haven't played particularly well. Like they've been competitive the last, like they had a competitive weekend in Arizona, but they weren't able to really, you know, push through. And, and I'm a bit, I'm, you'll, you won't find more bigger Mike Hopkins fans than me, but uh, he has not done much to inspire confidence in, in, in that. So if it got to four, I would hop on Stanford begrudgingly, but at this number, it's easy for me to stay away. And, and uh, you know, I, it could be a good game. Yep, I do think that this one could be a relatively solid one. I do think that Washington able to pull it out late, and I love this one. Coastal Carolina versus Old Dominion. We're seeing a total now of 138.5 to 139.5, which I don't understand this is an Old Dominion game. I'm looking at the under here, Justin. I'm not sure if you like the side or the total, but this feels way too high for an Old Dominion game. Yeah, I'm, I actually do like the total now that you've said it a little bit. I capped this one being a little under the line, but I am taking Old Dominion. Um, I, I have them as a better team right now than what we're seeing from Coastal Carolina. Um, I, I just think that they're going to be able to get this done. They're going to be able to match up, cause some trouble. It, it I, Again, the it, it's an interesting Sunbelt Conference race this year, uh, but I do think they're going to come out and look at the better team and definitely try to slow them down and limit points rather than run it up. So yeah, <clears throat> lean over for lean, lean under for sure. <laughs> yeah. But with regards to the sun belt, it is really the fun belt now. And it's always fun getting you on Justin, as I know that you do a great job over there at chalk quality bets and Anthony, you do amazing work over there at action network. Great to have you both aboard tonight. Thank you. And coming up next right here on the Greg Peterson experience, we're going to be continuing the college basketball chatter, taking a look at the games for Thursday right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. If you are looking for a betting edge on football's biggest game, the VSIN experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN shows and guests, tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving for every single game, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where experts break down. All the best bets, all the big game props, brackets when it comes to college basketball, and so much more. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today. And for only $9.99, you're able to become a part of the sports betting network that is at VSIN.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Always great to be joined by Justin Perry over there at Chalk Quality Bets and also Anthony DeBundo of Action Network. They joined me the last two segments Looking at some NFL, looking at some college basketball. We're going to be taking a, another dive at the NFL in our number three as we're going to be joined by Brad Thomas of NBC Sports Bet and Scott Reichel of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So that's on tap for you, but you've got a nice slate of college basketball for Thursday. So let's take a look at a few more of these games. And we've got a lot of Pac-12 action that is going to be going down. We've already talked about a few of these games, but how about if we had another one of them in a home underdog that it's going to be grody, but I do think that you've got a little bit of value here. This is 853-854 on the board. Arizona, it's the road to face off against Oregon State. Oregon State between a 15 to a 15 and a half point underdog total on this game is between 143 and a half and 144. And Oregon State made them a 13 and a half point underdog. It's very difficult to go into Corvallis and just play in general over there because I'm someone that actually worked in Portland, Oregon, which is about an hour away from Corvallis, and just not an easy place to be able to get to in general. And you've got an Arizona team that may be able to do a good job of just running it and gunning it with the Wildcats. This is one of the fastest teams they're going to find in all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. They are currently clocking in at number 10, but you'll notice that they have been throttled down. They've been playing at about four and a half possessions fewer per game over the last three games rather than the entirety of the season. And you do have an Oregon State team that may play at one of the slowest paces in all of college basketball. And they're in the bottom 75 in terms of total possessions per game. And you do have an Arizona team that has scored 70 points or fewer in each other last three games. Now, the Arizona defense has also been able to come on strong. They've allowed more than 70 points just once since the beginning of the month of December. So they've been able to do a great job there. You've got Umar Balo along with Azula Sabels. These are the two guys that have really been able to manufacture this. They have been able to combine for about 38.5 points, 18 rebounds. Sabellis is shooting over 40% from three-point range. And for Oregon State, their key to be able to stay in this game is by being able to have some outside shooting to go because they are not going to be able to match up down low. Dimitri Rooney, transfer from San Francisco, is right now your main big man for the team. And he's got some versatility. He's able to shoot 41% from three-point range. He's been able to chip in there six half points, five and a half rebounds per game. But he is the only guy on this team that gives you north of 4.1 rebounds per game. But you do have Jordan Pope. He's coming as a true freshman at the point guard spot. He's been able to dole out the ball with 2.7 assists, steal per game, shooting 39% from three. And Oregon State has been able to do a solid job shooting about 75% of the free throw line. Pope gives you 12.5 points per game. Glenn Taylor Jr. along Dexter Cano. They combine for about 21.5 points per contest. So I like what they're bringing to the table. And 
You've been able to get a little bit of rebounding out of Rodrigue Andela, who's been able to give you about four rebounds per game. He's been able to come on and a little bit of a rim protector for Arizona Kirkrisa. He does a great job of being able to dish out the ball with a little bit over five and a half assists per game. I think that the hate has went a little bit too far on him from the NCAA tournament a season ago. You've got so many other guys like Cedric Henderson, who was able to bomb it from three-point range, six foot six combo player that comes in from Campbell, shoots in the mid-30s from three-point range. Courtney Ramey is shooting 40% from three, and Arizona with a lot of their, and air quotes here, luck factors. They have been relatively balanced out in this stretch in which they've had a little bit of a tough time putting the biscuit in the basket. If you take a look at them at the beginning part of the season, they were hitting shots that they probably should not have been hitting. That has ironed itself out for Arizona. I do think that they're going to be able to do a solid job of hitting the glass, but I do think that the perimeter shooting of Oregon State and just the good home court environment that you've got at Gill Coliseum going to be able to keep Oregon State in it. So my number at 13 and a half. So we'll take the 15 and a half here with Oregon State with the total set it at a 145 and a half. So also going to be taking a look at the total under. When it comes to West Coast basketball, it's not just the Pac-12 as well. As I do take a look at this spot, and I do think that we've got a little bit of value with a team out in the great state of Texas that has to head to the mountainous part of the country. 821-822 on the bidding board. Sam Houston State, they are on the road facing off against Southern Utah. The Thunderbirds are between a pick to a one-point underdog and your total on this game between 142 and 142.5. This was an opener of 2.5. On Sam Houston State, and at two and a half, it was pretty much a little bit of a stay away for me, as I did said Sam Houston State as a two-point favorite. Now that we've gotten down to a one, I'm seeing a stray one and a half, and I'm seeing a stray pick them out there as well. But that said, being able to get below two with Sam Houston State, my buy point on this Bearcats team. Sam Houston State is just pounding teams into oblivion with their defense. They're in the top 35 in all of college basketball in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. D2 All-American from a few years ago, Quagrain, who was playing at West Texas A&M. He has been the main fulcrum of this team. 13 and a half points, chips in there a little bit over a steal, a block per game. He's able to shoot nearly 40% from three-point range. And this Sam Houston team just does an amazing job of hitting the glass. They don't have a single guy that gives you north of 4.7 rebounds per game. They got six different guys that give you at least three and a half rebounds per game. You just get it from all angles with this team. And it's a Southern Utah bunch that they've got a marquee score and Tavion Jones. He has been terrific. He's been able to give the team right around 19 points per contest. So he has been very helpful with that regard. You've got Mason Fawcett along with Harrison Butler. They're able to combine for about 13 rebounds per game. And it's a Southern Utah team that you want to talk about a battle of tempos here. Southern Utah. They are one of the fastest teams that you're going to find in all of college basketball. As a matter of fact, among your 363 D1 teams, number three in terms of possessions per game, Sam Houston State, they're looking to play a bit more slow and controlled. 250th in all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. Something's got to give, but typically it is a tad bit easier to slow down the fast team rather than vice versa. And for Southern Utah, they've been very fascinating with their offenses. They have been... Startled down just a little bit recently, being held to a combined 140 points in their last two games, so averaging 70 points per contest in those games. And when it comes to Southern Utah, they've really beaten up on some lesser teams to be able to get this very up-tempo and frenetic style. They do have someone like Drake Allen who's able to shoot 42% from three, but they only shoot right around 32.5% from three-point range. They're turning the ball over a little bit over 12 and a half times per game as well, so that is ailing them. And for Sam Houston State, a team that does a really good job of being able to force steals. Even though they don't necessarily play at an up-tempo style, they get 10 steals per contest. Just absolutely amazing. Guys like Deontay Powers, Cameron Huffner, they've done a good job shooting north of 40% from three-point range. These two guys have been able to combine for 20 points per game and just take a look at the same Houston State squad. They're able to, if they really want to, go 12 deep with their rotation. They've got 12 different guys. Some of them have been a little bit banged up, but 12 different guys that give you at least 4.4 points per game is absolutely amazing what we are seeing out of the same Houston State team. I think that they're one of the best major teams out there in college basketball right now. I set them as a favorite on the road. This is going to be their first time heading to Southern Utah as it's Southern Utah's first year out in the WAC. I think the same Houston State able to get the job done. Set them as a two-point favorite. We'll take them as about a one-point favorite slash a pick them depending upon where you look. I did set my total at 140. I do think that Sam Houston State is going to be able to get their slow, grimy style and just pound them 
with their tremendous defense. So looking at the under and looking to lay the small number slash take same use of state as a pick em. How about if we go back out to the Sun Belt? We've got a lot of good Sun Belt teams, and this is one of them. 789, 790 on the betting board. Troy, the men of Troy, a third face off against Georgia State. Georgia State between a one and two point underdog with your total on game between 131 and 131.5. We've seen Troy battle very hard with both San Diego State and also Arkansas. And I do think that they are built to be able to do some good things in this conference. I said Troy is a two and a half point favorite. Got a Georgia State team that ranks right around 100 in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. You've got Dwan Odom who came over along with Jonas Hayes from Xavier and these two guys have been able to meld very well together. Odom has been able to give you 15 points per game, but for Georgia State, I recognize that this is a defense-oriented team, but you need to shoot better than 28.5% from three-point range, and it's really hurting them. They've got guys like a Jaheim Hudson who are able to give you eight rebounds per game, but Troy Hole is greater than some of its parts with them. These are a pair of teams that they're a little bit slower in terms of their total possessions per game, both of these teams, between about 230 and 235. So I do think that you get a little bit of lower scoring game. Set my total at 130 and a half, diving under. And with the men of Troy, set them as a two and a half point favorite. So I'm going to lay it. And that brings us to our pro tip for our number two regarding what we were talking about a little bit earlier with our NFL chatter. Visa.com slash subscribe for all these. The narrative of its difficult to knock off a team three different times it's a little bit overblown and some of the statistics show that maybe it's not so hard to knock off a team three times i'm looking at you the seattle seahawks and the san francisco 49ers game and coming up next we take a look at some more pac-12 college basketball here on beast and the sports betting network at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.